Over the past several episodes, I have provided a case for Christianity. A case that explains how the Bible was written, canonized, and translated. A case that shows that we can trust the New Testament and that its claims about Jesus are reliable. A case that argues for the validity of the resurrection, as well as a case that reveals the cost of Christianity and the lasting impact on society. Today, I'm going to present my final case. Why Christianity over other religions? Hey, I'm Bailey. I'm Michael. And I'm David. And welcome back to the Facing the Gates podcast. This is the last episode of our Evaluating Christianity series. It's going to be great. Prepared a nice little spiel for you. I'm nice and comfortable for ba it. Yeah, based on uh, the limited things I know about the other world religions. I'm not a, not a proficient expert or anything, but I know a... Yet. I know a couple things. So, um, so before I begin... Uh, I want to note, just as a disclaimer, uh, this is what I personally believe to be true after investigating other religions and comparing them to Christianity. Um, though I do believe Christianity is the only true religion, that doesn't mean that people who follow other religious traditions are necessarily bad people or that there aren't good things to appreciate about other religions. Uh, for example, I can admire how introspective and peaceful a Buddhist can become through meditation, or I can admire how devout a Muslim is to pray five times a day. So while I don't believe that these religions get to the core of truth, I can appreciate certain aspects of them. Um, it's also important to remember the previous few episodes where I've built a case for Christianity, um, but for the time being, that will not be vital uh, for right now, just kind of keep it in mind and keep it in the back of your mind, kind of put it to the side for now, um, and we'll, we'll come back to it at the end of the episode. Um, so, why Christianity over other religions? First of all, we have to determine where the boundaries lie when investigating religion, because there have been thousands of religions over the course of human history, and a thorough search of them all would be practically impossible. I can't possibly argue against every religion in one episode, so for the purpose of today's discussion, let's stick with the major world religions today. The great monotheistic traditions including Judaism, Christianity, and Islam, the atheistic religions of Buddhism, Taoism, Taoism, sorry, uh, and Confucian, Confucianism, and the only remaining major polytheistic religion, Hinduism, which by the way isn't one of isn't actually just one religion, it's a combination of native Indian religions. Um, let's also assume that for the sake of the argument, you're not a shitty person. You follow the golden rule and try to live a good life and treat others with love and respect. Yeah, yeah not being a dick. Yeah, David's yeah. favorite rule. Um, by doing this, you've, you've already partly agreed with what all of 
the uh, world religions teach, and you haven't narrowed it down to a single one yet. So, I'm going to briefly look at the Eastern religions of Hinduism, Buddhism, Confucianism, and Taoism. Um, each of them say that this world is a an illusory experience. Now, that may sound poetic, but I don't think it's very practical. Feeling depressed? Don't worry, this is only an illusion. Going through a divorce? It's all part of that illusion. Wondering what's wrong with the human race? Nothing, they're just part of an illusion. Do we have free will? Who knows, this is an illusion. You're just kind of like tripping through life. Yeah. You can probably think of millions of other problems when putting this concept into application. Um, the illusory concept also sounds quite similar to simulation, simulation theory. theory. And we all know how Michael feels about simulation theory. <laughs> Fuck you guys. <laughs> uh, at least the uh, Western monotheistic religions attempt to answer some of these questions, but it seems that the Eastern religions dodge important existential topics. Western religions believe in one God. Eastern religions believe that all is God. The goal of Eastern religions is annihilation out of existence. The goal of Western religions is eternal life. Now, that's not a value judgment. These are just a few differences in Eastern and Western thought to consider. So, if we use Blaise Pascal's logic, that's the guy who came up with the infamous Pascal's wager uh, that we've talked about in previous episodes, we should weigh the world's religions in a loss-gain probability equation, i.e. we should take them as seriously as their claims make themselves out to be, and see what we stand to gain or lose from each. According to the Eastern religions of Hinduism, Buddhism, Confucianism, and Taoism, you're already on a good path by doing good deeds. The most you can lose, according to them, is a chance at a higher reincarnation. If you mess up in this life, you always get your next life to try again. Though, according to the monotheistic religions, you risk eternal damnation for making the wrong choice, and you only get one shot. So, logically speaking, since there's more at risk here, I think we should take those claims more seriously. Now, that doesn't necessarily prove the Eastern religions wrong, but what I'm saying is that since there's more at risk, we should take a look at these uh, Western religions a little bit more closely. That leaves us with Judaism, Christianity, and Islam. In the Ten Commandments, according to God himself, you shall have no other gods before me. Jesus also said, no man comes to the Father except through me. And a ritual Muslim prayer called the Takbir states, I bear witness that there is no God but Allah. And Allah is Arabic for God, for those of you who didn't know. Um, yeah, yeah, not a super big scary word like people like to make it out. Yeah. And I bear witness that Muhammad is the messenger of Allah. So, basically, each of these religions have exclusivistic claims. So the question is, which of them is true? And uh, I don't know if you guys have any thoughts, but I'll let you speak if you have anything before we start with Judaism. <laughs> Sorry, that was disgusting. Yeah, I think drinking monster. mainly with like, especially the Asian religions, it especially come like a viewpoint from probably their culture is instead of like the individual journey, 
it's it's more a collectivist. A, yeah, it's becoming one. So becoming one with the earth and the souls and basically becoming one with the all soul, which is technically becoming well, the, God. Con- the concept of nirvana is literally annihilation. Yeah. So it's essentially salvation is annihilationism. Ah, that's all I'm brutal. thinking. Right, I'm is the fucking fact that in most religions it's yeah, kid, this is it. One shot, fucker. Good luck. Don't fuck up. Yeah. Well, that's what the that's a difference between the monotheistic religions and the polytheistic or atheistic or Eastern religions. Which I mean. I guess it's interesting that we have neat categories for Eastern and Western thought, but well, I mean, until- also considering that Judaism came out of a polytheistic culture, I mean that that kind of idea that there was a one true God and that there that you only have one shot, like that was a very novel concept at the time. Yeah, yeah, because I mean, like there have been monotheistic religions like Zoroastrianism and stuff like that but yeah God God just doesn't go hey bud yeah hell for 30 years then we'll see what the fuck's cracking mm-hmm. we'll um in in future episodes we're gonna talk more about like cause that's that's one of those kind of tough things is like what do you do with hell like why is why is that necessary so we've actually got an episode talking about that in the future so yeah, I guess we'll start with Judaism if you're ready with that. It, wait, it, it, <coughs> oh, is hell like that uh, Dungeons and Dragons PSA movie? Uh, it's a party. No one's gonna. Friends. No one's gonna know what we're talking about. Oh, it, it, it's wild. Basically, it's a well, Bailey didn't. Well, wasn't a fan because it talks you about old C.S. Lewis. Yeah, it was some. It was a movie. Okay, this is off topic, but David started it. So it's this movie. Uh, it's like a really B tier Christian movie that's like a uh, based off of those little comic strip things that people put in bathrooms and shit. Uh, and apparently, they think rock music and C.S. Lewis are satanic. And Dungeons and Dragons. And Dungeons and Dragons. Or RPGs. RPGs. Or God forbid you level up and get into LARPing. That's from the devil. And then they like mixed in like satanic imagery with like RPGs. Like what? Anyway, it's weird. 80s, 90s tropes. Very strange. It's like playing metal music backwards. I guarantee you if you play some Christian songs backwards, you'll hear just as much fucked up shit. Yeah. If you play anything backwards, it's kind of unsettling. And if you're trying to hear something, you'll hear it. Yeah. Anyway, but back gonna, on topic. Yeah, we're gonna go through our talk uh, about Judaism. Judaism, the OG. All right, so the OJ, sir. For one, you can't become ethnically Jewish. So there's one hurdle. Uh, the Tanakh slash Old Testament also has several prophecies alluding to a coming Messiah figure. Um, so let's evaluate some of those. The Messiah would be born of a virgin. Quote, Therefore, the Lord himself will give you a sign. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and shall call his name Emmanuel. End quote. Emmanuel, Emmanuel means God, be, God is with us. And that was in Isaiah 7, 14. The Messiah would resurrect the dead. Quote, 
For you shall not abandon my soul to Sheol, which is Old Testament language for hell, by the way, or let your Holy One see corruption, end quote. Psalm 16.10. Recall that Jesus rose from the dead and also resurrected Lazarus prior to his crucifixion. The Messiah will make a new covenant. Quote, Behold, the days are coming, declares the Lord, when I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and the house of Judah. End quote. That's Jeremiah 31.31. 31. The Messiah will experience suffering and be rejected by his own people. Quote, he was despised and rejected by men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief, and as one from whom men hid, hide their faces when he hide their faces he was despised, and we esteemed him not. End quote. That's Isaiah fifty three three, which by the way Isaiah has a lot of um, messianic prophecies in that. Um, the Messiah will be. This one's really interesting. Uh, the Messiah will be be betrayed for 30 pieces of silver. Quote, Then I said to them, If it seems good to you, give me my wages. If not, keep them. And they weighed out, thir they weighed out my wages 30 pieces of silver. End quote. That's in Zechariah 11, 12. And remember, Judas was actually paid 30 pieces of silver. The Messiah will become will be a sacrifice for sins, quote, but he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. Upon him was the chastisement that brought us peace, and with his wounds we are healed, end quote. This is Isaiah 53, 5. Though this prophecy goes on through verse 12, I'm only quoting verse 5 for this part. The Messiah will be crucified with criminals, quote, Therefore, I will divide him a portion with the many, and he shall divide the spoil with the strong, because he poured out his soul to death and was number with the transgressors. Yet he bore the sin of many and makes intercession for the transgressors. End quote. That's Isaiah 53.12. Now, that's not an exhaustive list of prophecies. Um, take a look at the Old Testament prophecies that at all of the Old Testament prophecies that came true in Jesus, there is a link to the top 40 in the sources. Even Josephus, the Jewish historian, said that Jesus, quote, was perhaps the Messiah concerning whom the prophets have reported wonders, end quote. Now, if a Jew believes that Jesus was not the Messiah, they will forever be searching for a Messiah. But hopefully these prophecies would at least make any Jewish person or someone considering looking into Judaism, at least consider looking into Christianity. So that is my case for. I yeah, guess. I, think, I mean, it makes sense since one literally came from the other. Mm hmm. And all of the prophecies just like kind of unfolding. It's like, hmm. Huh. It's like, how do you. I don't know. That's a, that's a lot of really specific things to just say like, no, he's not the guy. But yeah. you got to find somebody that matches the prophecies better than that somehow. It's 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 just feels like really difficult. Yeah, and I mean, there's probably a. I might be pissing off Jewish people. Well, there might be. A Jewish, <laughs> I'm gonna piss off a lot of people. But. A Jewish 
uh, someone who studies the religion. I'm not, not thinking of the word right this second, like so I feel a Jewish historian or something along the lines, theologian a, or something. Yeah, mm-hmm. something along that lines. Maybe they would be able to give us why for them because they're well versed in it. Yeah, but I'm also used to how Christians around here are and them not being versed in it. So it's like. Mm. Yeah, these kind of signs kind of adding up when you read from the start of the book to the end of the book. Mm-hmm. Any Jewish people in the audience, uh, let us know. Yeah. If also, I stepped quick, on anybody's toes, let me know. I'm not know. trying to. I'm just making a case. I don't, anyway, go ahead. I don't know what the hell noise is going on in the background, but if you guys hear it, I apologize because yeah. we don't know. It might be the neighbor shooting or it could be a cat. Yeah. Cat noises, random explosions. It's, you know par for the course like cars life. driving by really loud that's that's why we have bailey big, over big to do the podcast really loud yeah we need Welcome protection to that's why we have me over yeah to protect you yeah god's with you my child <laughs> okay as soon as you leave we're just gonna blow up oh no well gotta finish the podcast first yeah well you got any other thoughts before i move on to islam islam is gonna be a, a spicy one extremely spicy but no, not really. All right, cool. Well, let's evaluate Islam. Now, I gotta give a little bit more of a disclaimer here. <clears throat> My view on Islam is not quite as friendly as it is with Judaism. Um, I think we should take Islam very seriously because it is the fastest growing religion in the world, after all. Which, by the way, this is primarily because Muslims have more children than any other religious group. So many children are simply being born into Islam as opposed to people willingly converting to Islam. See the study in my sources for more info on that. Plus, can I add one thing real quick? Yeah, go ahead. Much like the rise of Christianity through war. Hello. Yeah. Yeah. And it's still happening with Christianity, but it's also happening with Islam extremely hard. Or... Well, I don't think Christians are... Going out, waging war, and killing people to become Christians. Sir? At sir. least today. Sir. Sir. Uh-huh. Can, uh, can you point to someone in particular that I don't know about? Because, I mean, that's I'll, kind of very not Christian, bro. War in general, I don't think, is very Christian, bro. <laughs> no, and not saying that's what I'm saying is, like, it's a last resort. But, Forcing religion onto others is another reason why certain religions are growing more and why in some countries atheism is growing more. Yeah. Your government's not a religion, China. I'm sorry, I got on that little tangent Very, there. Well, I mean, fuck China, though. Yeah, fuck China. All right, well, talking about Islam. Yeah, they're killing Islamic people over there. Putting yeah, them in camps. Use- all right, so uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna actually get into my case now. Yeah. Uh, so, in order for Islam to be true, it must be trustworthy. In order for it to be trustworthy, it must make true claims. But Islam makes false claims about Christianity, and it depends on these claims to be true in order to verify itself. For example, Muslims believe that the Bible was corrupted over time which would not be possible at such a large scale with so many manuscripts. See the episode, Can We Trust the New Testament, for more on that. 
They believe that Jesus didn't claim to be God, though anyone who has read the Gospels knows that this is wrong. And they believe that Jesus was not crucified, which flies in the face of the historical consensus. Virtually all scholars agree, whether they're Christian or not, that Jesus died by crucifixion, and no one has ever survived a Roman crucifixion. So to be a Muslim is to be ignorant of historical consensus. Islam is also intolerant of Jews and Christians. As the Quran states in Surah 551, which Surah are like chapters, quote, Do not take the Jews and Christians for friends. Surely Allah does not guide the unjust people, end quote. You know who else tries to shelter their people from the beliefs of others? Cults. And a lot of Christians in the South. Yeah, well. The only difference between a religion they're and a cult I mean, is Christians PRT. certainly had different ammunition for Islams. Yeah, well, they, uh... Well, in general, a lot of people in religions the, try to that, hide religions from people. That That's my... Yeah, that I I object to that. If they actually prepared people to have intelligent discussions, then they shouldn't have to shelter them. Yeah. But that's that's a different issue. Well, that, that that's a like human but issue. But that's that's built into their into their text is don't be friends with these people basically. Um now some may respond by noting that there are more peaceful verses earlier on in the Quran which contradict the teachers the teachings in later verses, by the way. But according to Muslim scholars, these later verses override the earlier ones. Oh, we got a New Testament, Old Testament situation here. Not exactly, because they directly contradict as opposed to the New Testament. Well, uh, I just mean, adds a little uh, bit more, more so in like the overriding. Um, well, there's like literally explicit, like outright contradictions yeah in the quran um like in the beginning in the early chapters it'll be like yeah the jews and christians they have their own god they're cool like you don't have to worry about anything and later it's like kill them i wonder how bad the jews and christians had to really fuck with them at the time for them to write that shit yeah so probably pretty bad surah 9 9 30 calls for allah to destroy the jews and christians for their beliefs Surah 62.6 says, quote, Oh, you who are the Jews, if you think that you are the favorites of Allah to the exclusion of other people, then invoke death if you are truthful. End quote. Does that pretty much kill yourself? No. Oh. Well, yes. They, they're, that's, in, invoke that's, death sounds pretty much... Hey, invoke got... death means, you know... Um, it, it, it's either a permission for... Muslims to kill them or they're just like yeah you should just die it felt very very much of yeah you should fucking die if you really think you're right yeah now radical or not Islam has had a history of conquering and oppression whether we look back to Islam conquering the eastern Christian churches in Alexandria Antioch or Jerusalem prior to the great schism or the infamous 9-11 attacks, or the public executions of Christians and American soldiers performed by the Taliban, or the present-day realities of living in, in a country where Islam is the dominant religion and women are second-class citizens, we can see with ease that, historically speaking, Islam is anything but a peaceful religion. 
Surah 929 says, quote, Fight those who believe not in Allah, nor the last day, nor hold forbidden which hath been forbidden by Allah and his messenger, nor acknowledge the religion of truth. From among the people of the book, this refers to Jews and Christians, until they pay the jizya, which is the Muslim tax, with willing submission and feel themselves subdued, end quote. And let's not forget the infamous Surah 9.5, which states, quote, Slay the idolaters wherever you find them, and take them captive and besiege them and lie in wait for them in every ambush, end quote. There's also a death penalty if you deconvert from Islam. Now, I could go on and on, but you get the point, so I'll, I'll let you... You might have a minute, have a words. Every, a, every religion's absolutely, and this is coming from a non-religious person. Mm -hmm. Well, from an agnostic. An agnostic. Every large religion is the purveyor of atrocities galore. That mm. goes for every religion. You cannot equate every religion as if they're all the same. No, because Islam itself preaches that yes. you should basically kill people. And then what I'm getting at, though, Christian leaders purvey the message, the peaceful message of God. We both agree. Yes. To kill <clears throat> and or enslave or convert by force people for long as they've been in power, just like any religion does that. The Jews have done that. Christians have done that. Islam's have done that. Hindis are actively doing it too. Don't let them fool you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And so that's that's one thing where I just have to sit there and be like, you know, they're all sounding pretty similar. <laughs> Granted. Yeah. Well, what I'm getting at is what yeah, it does, just sounds like what does the Islam actual... was the bullied kid that decided to write too much edgy poetry. <laughs> What does the actual religion teach? I'm convinced that Islam actually teaches that you should subdue people and forcefully convert them. Christianity does not. If you read the Bible, there is nowhere where it says force people to become Christians. If actually, if it tells you, it tells you, go preach the gospel. And if they don't listen, then brush your feet off and continue elsewhere. That's what it says compared to Islam. Now, what certain Christians do uh, is beyond my control, and if they're not following what they should be doing, um, to quote Tim Keller, it's not that they're too Christian, it's that they're not Christian enough. And probably same thing with Jews, though I'm not as familiar with that. But I mean, like you, you do have to look at objectively what it teaches and what the actual view is as opposed to what these outliers do in contrary to what um, their religion teaches. And that goes both ways with Islam because Islam, I think, actually preaches that you should uh, go out and subdue people and conquer in the name of your religion and yet you will find peaceful Muslims that do not do that. Yeah. So there are there is... It's one of those where people... <clears throat> read it for more than direct. And culture also plays into it. Culture yeah, plays yeah. into it a lot. Like the difference between Shia, Sunni. Yeah. And also there's probably is some Islams that are like, yeah, th th those new texts, don't fucking believe them. Yeah. Yeah. Or 
people get different interpretations of certain things and they follow the number one rule of don't be a dick precisely yeah though <clears throat> i with like when you were talking about like the american troops like yeah um i see that more like as a political wartime thing than a religious thing islam is a very political religion yeah but nowadays politics and religion are so tied up yeah unfortunately they shouldn't be but they yeah. are or yeah. as soon as you and also left, you're no longer a Christian. Fun fact, most of like the videos of American troops were mercenaries mm-hmm. that they filmed because, you know, proxy wars and all that good shit. Yeah. All right. So one last so shame, but uh, we, we shouldn't be in our people's countries <laughs> and sure. you should never kill someone and then consider yourself that much more righteous over an innocent person. Yep. No matter what side you fall on. All right. So let's talk about Muhammad. Oh, don't even get me started. Oh, I've got a good little spiel about Muhammad. So Muhammad plays a massive role in Islam. Isn't, wasn't he a pedophile? Like a little kid. We'll get to that. (laughs) (laughs) All right. All right. So (laughs) I've got, It'll come later. You got to wait for the punchline, right? You can't just steal my thunder like that. All right. Uh, so Muhammad plays a massive role in Islam, second to Allah himself. In order to become Muslim, you must say that there is no God but Allah and claim that Muhammad was his prophet. Though the Hadith, which are multi-volume recorded traditions of Muhammad's life by those who were close to him, is quite revealing about the actual character of Muhammad. He was tormented by an angel to write down his revelations, which became the Quran. And when the angel wasn't around, he wanted to kill himself. He beheaded boys, killed a woman in front of her five children. At one point, he had seven wives. He married a six-year-old and then had sex with her when she was nine and he was 52. Now, I know Muhammad wasn't from America, but around here we call that rape. Hold up. Modern day America, we call that rape. Okay, fair enough. There are literally hundreds of stories about him like this, and these are not things I just made up out of thin air. These are from Muslim sources. In fact, I got this information from an ex-Muslim who discovered this for himself. If you're curious about what this information looks like coming from a Muslim learning about it for the first time... I can highly recommend the book Seeking Allah, Finding Jesus by Nabil Qureshi. Also, Muhammad didn't die of old age. He was killed. So who killed him? Well, I have another great resource for you. Check out a video called Who Killed Muhammad, which is in the sources. But I'll give you the short version here, the Cliff Notes version. In the Quran, it is reported that if Muhammad were to make up a revelation and claim it were from Allah then Allah would sever his life artery, or the aorta, which is the artery coming out of your heart. And this is from Surah 69, verses 44 through 46. And just so we're clear, severing the aorta will kill you. Yeah, there's there's no coming back. Yeah. Well, according to the Hadith, Muhammad was poisoned by a Jewish woman, which is ironic considering the Muslim views on Jews and women. And Muhammad said, as he was dying, 
that he felt as if his aorta were being severed. You can connect the dots from there. So, in conclusion, the core beliefs of Islam are hinged upon the unverifiable claim that Christianity is a conspiracy, which is proven false by historical evidence, so why would you trust Islam with your eternal salvation? The Quran promotes violence and oppression, especially to religious groups who oppose them. By the way, I find it interesting that the Quran specifically targets Jews and Christians as opposed to other religions. Re regional. Yeah, well, there's Hindus over there. But what's the... But they're specifically targeting the other monotheistic religions. That are in kind of the same... In the vicinity, yeah. Vicinity. But there's also other religions that they could have. Yeah. Anyway, um, history has also proven that Islam is not a peaceful religion. On top of this, Muhammad was not a good person. The stories that Muslims are fed about him are heavily censored. And the ultimate irony was he was killed in a way that the Quran claims only God would kill him. Now, do most Muslims know this? Probably not because most don't look into the Hadith. Those who are aware of it will actually try and excuse Muhammad in some way or say that the particular Hadith used to come to this conclusion was not valid because there cannot be contradiction with Allah's teaching. Basically, that kind of sounds to me like a built-in mechanism designed to make it impossible to say that anything uh, is about Islam is wrong. Um, and by the way, the early books of the Hadith are technically more historically reliable than the Quran because the Quran was written about 250 years after Muhammad's death, which is a very long time, by the way, compared to, say, the New Testament. And the early Hadith books were written roughly 100 years after Muhammad's death. Now, you can tell me if Islam is a religion worth converting to. And I rest my case. If you have any other thoughts, you can... That was my. That was a little flaming hot Cheetos for you, but you know. I mean, I knew he was a fucking pedophile, murderer, just like every powerful man in mainstream religion. That is not a godly character. Yeah. So J Man, you're excluded because God, God bless J Man. J Man's a cool dude. Yeah, you're kind of the holy person. It, yeah. In that book. I don't think Bodo's a terrible person. You know, he didn't... I bet there's dirt on him. There's, pro there's probably. I mean, he, he was... There's a little bit less, he like, was historical a information He was a rich, powerful him. person that... And you know, fat that become. fucker was? You know he did some fucked up shit to get that fat. Well, that that's actually, uh... I think a Hindu sign. No, I'm talking about the, like, <clears throat> smiling Buddha. Yeah, the smiling Buddha. Oh, the skinny Buddha. Because of skinny Buddha and... His lobes are long because they stretch their ears mm. Mm. and adorn them with gold and nice shit if you're wealthy. Damn, I'm trying to be the head fly. All right. But, well, uh, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, that, you can wrap up your uh, thoughts and then I'll go on to the, some, the last section. Should I answer the any <gasps> worth converting to question? That was a rhetorical question, but if you want to answer it, you can. Fuck no. Yeah. <laughs> And that, uh, that's, that's nothing against any of you religious people out there. Yeah, I mean, I don't know any Muslims personally. I'm not trying to offend anyone. Obviously, I just said a lot of offensive shit, but... I mean, I, I look at a lot of Muslims like I do a lot of religions. A and lot of Muslims cultural. in America generally are not 
um, in my opinion, true Muslims because they're very much more peaceful and westernized compared well, to I think a the lot hardcore Muslim of like the Middle East. Well, and a lot of the normal people in the Middle <clears throat> East who happen to be Muslim are seems more culturally Muslim. Like there's people who are culturally yeah, there, there is cultural Jewish, religion, culturally yeah, Christian right. Yeah, and then there's super hardcore Muslims that are super peaceful, but it's based on their interpretation of it. Yeah. Because that's, uh, I know, like, a bon- there's a bunch of denominations of Islam. Yeah. And it's all, like, fighting about interpretations and other political shit, just yeah. like Christianity. Yeah. Yeah. But I, know, but well, I don't think there's as many... There's a lot yeah. more denominations. I mean, the biggest one's but... Sunni, which is, and then Shia is like 15%. Sunni is like 70%. Mm-hmm. And then there's a uh, and then, a more peaceful branch that's kind of like a moderate, like more modern version, think, which is the guy, the Nabil Qureshi. Based on the one that Sunni. Used to be that. And then they're one of the American. Though, I'm not sure of the names. Yeah, most, it. like a lot. There's some extreme sects we've seen from Sunni, but there's more so from Shia, mm-hmm. if I remember correctly. Yeah. And then there's a a modern branch that has really grabbed a hold of the American prison system, and it preaches it's predominantly African American, and one of the dangerous things about that is that the Black Hebrew Israelites. Or is that, they, that's a no. That's those are Christians, kind of. I'm not sure. They're it's complicated. Yeah, they kind of same branch, hmm. where instead of say Jewish or white, they believe that African people were chosen as the son of God, and a lot of them hold very racist views, much like a lot of Mormons, a lot of uh, Jewish people. Uh, a lot of religions hold a lot of racist views. And that's a problem. Yeah. A lot of Hindus, Buddhists, Buddhists, y'all know y'all racist too. As we were talking about, uh, that's more so, especially a cultural issue that breeds into a religious issue because... Or they twist the manuscript to follow their issue. Yeah. Yeah. It gets poisoned down the chain. All right. Well, uh, I guess now that we're done with Islam and whatever other spiels we're on let's talk about christianity Aww. sorry if you heard that weird sound that my was dog Michael's dog made, my dog you made a cute noise everybody She's all right so cute so that only leaves christianity left uh i'm gonna be brief with my final case for christianity um but if you're honestly seeking do me this favor and like i mentioned last episode and ironically earlier this episode don't look to christians look to Christianity. Many adorn the title of Christian, but don't act accordingly or choose to take things in the Bible out of context to suit their own needs. We were literally just talking about this. While there are Christians who act in good faith, there are also Christians who act in bad faith. There are always going to be good and bad people of any group, and that includes everyone I just talked about. So I believe it's more important to judge the source material before we judge those who have used that material, Um, which is why I'm advocating, especially with this series, is to try and be objective and ignore all of the 
noise of people and politics and all this stuff and yeah. focus on what the actual Try religion to put yourself in that time place of when it was made but and also and understand the nuance of it right as and much as you can the biggest you know. thing is listen to your your spiritual self over all the bullshit going on yeah because Just people to are some terrible. degree so yeah. some degree you can also deceive yourself and you have you, to be be aware of i guess the devil on your shoulder in a way kind of thing your your conscious can sometimes yeah. twist but things the mind plays but, tricks on itself yeah, the heart you of man prove, is deceitful. You gotta prove it to yourself to believe it, because belief without evidence is just nothing. Blind faith. Blind faith, right? Like Which is why I'm giving rain. you evidence. Facts. Cold, hard fact. Anyway, uh, when it comes to judging whether or not someone is a trustworthy Christian, ask yourself these questions. Does this person believe in the core tenets of Christianity? which I would consider virgin birth, the incarnation, bodily resurrection, the trinity, etc. Does this person take sin seriously? Many like to make exceptions and excuses. Is this person showing fruits of the Spirit, which would be love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control? And are they putting forth an effort in their faith? Now, obviously there are other factors that play come into play, in determining how faithful someone is, but these should give you a decent starting point when kind of evaluating someone who may say that they're Christian and kind of probe them on these things and kind of get to know where they stand, basically. So, instead of looking to Christians who fall short, you should evaluate the core claims of Christianity, that Jesus was the Messiah, was crucified for our sins, and rose again three days later. These are the crucial things you need to look into if you are seriously considering Christianity. As we've discussed in the episodes on the resurrection, the fact that Jesus rose from the dead is, in my opinion, the most plausible explanation for the given claims. Beyond this, if Jesus really did rise from the dead, that instantaneously defeats all other religions because that means Jesus was who he said he was, the Son of God. If he was the Son of God, who is the source of all truth and goodness, then we should treat everything Jesus said as true and good. Personal religious preferences don't matter at this point. Either Jesus rose from the dead, or he didn't. If he didn't raise from the dead, then the faith of every Christian is in vain. If he did, then Christianity is true, period. I'll give you a... The personal preferences is when you decide your denomination... Right. That gets complicated. That's actually where I am right now. We can talk about that off the mic. Yeah, that's a deep fucking... That's a well of theology that's above my head, and I'm like, you know... And sometimes a well of shit. Well, sometimes it's like, I don't know, different people have different approaches when it comes to determining their denomination. In my opinion, I feel... This is a completely side note, but... I feel like a lot of people are just like, well, do I like the preaching? Do I like the music? Do I like the service? I'm like, this is not about you. And so this, this is about what you believe is because it's more than music. It's more than preaching. It's in my my methodology and, and what because I'm searching through this right now. And it's it's very in the weeds very quickly with a lot of different burgeoning theological views that get complicated and history and politics and everything. So, my approach is theology first. 
evaluate what they teach, what they believe, why they believe it, because then the community, the practice, everything will flow from that. So at the core, again, like I'm trying to teach you guys to be objective when you're evaluating religion. I'm trying to follow the same principle when it comes to looking into denominations. I want to see what they teach in an objective sense. And if I don't like the service, I can get over it. It's not about me. You can find another church of the same denomination. Not necessarily. Some, uh, well, if I'm going for like a more, uh, certain denominations are going to have the exact same type of service across the board. But but for some of if, them, if I, but if like, like you mentioned for some of them, if I'm, I'm not going to name names, but if I'm going to certain places, there is a, a wide variety of types of services yeah. that you can go to. I mean, like around here, going to a Southern Baptist church, some, sometimes you don't know what you're going to get. Oh yeah. There's, I looked into some statistics the other day, apparently 10% of Americans as of 2014 were Baptists. Yeah. But they also, according to that, 70% of Americans were Christian. I don't know if that is accurate. Uh, I don't think it is. Depends but that was on how you value it. Yeah, well, it, it was based on a, was there, a questionnaire. Yeah. It, yeah. So, so I, if you want to say you're Christian, that's that's all that counts. It, whether culturally, culturally Christian, right. religiously agnostic or atheist, yeah. Some people are afraid to come out as agnostic or atheist. Some people are afraid Sometimes to come out as Sometimes the questioners don't whatever. have that as a yeah. selection. Also true. Yeah, some some people are very also just kind of But I'd go say with the flow nominal believers do it because you know, family or whatever. Cultural. Right. right. I, for as I look at it currently in America for every one person you can sit down and have these type of conversations with and go, "Yeah, I believe he believes what he's telling me. Mm-hmm. He's a Christian. He's living the way. He's being the evidence. There's 20 others. I want to go 20. There's uh, f- I would. Five others that don't know what the fuck they're talking about. And that's what anything. Oh, no, yeah. I don't know. I go with 20. Five, 5% actually know their shit. Up. Yeah, it, it depends. And some people just like not to shit on them. They don't know how to articulate their thoughts very yeah. well and but i mean like that doesn't mean they don't believe or you know so I, i'm not gonna judge someone on like where they are but, but you can you can tell in someone's person if they're <clears throat> truly what they say they are and they truly believe you can kind of sense it and yeah. through their works through yeah. their actions right to be christ to be christ-like is to be christ-like there's yeah. no way around that yeah fun fact christian the word christian means little christ yeah so little homie yeah all right so i got a one last little spiel to give and then we will kind of wrap this one up so according to the christian tradition the god of the universe became a man now i know that's kind of like we say that a lot but if you think about it the god that created life and the universe as we know it stepped down from his throne and became one of us uh, actually, some traditions call this the great condescension because it's condescending for him to yeah. become human. Now, he became, he then taught us, rebuked us, exercised us, raised at least one of us from the dead, and then willingly got himself killed for our sake. He could have easily pulled some trick out of the hat and escaped getting crucified, but he didn't. When he was being nailed to the cross, 
with seven inch long nails severing the median nerve in his arms he prayed father forgive them for they know not what they do i will always marvel at how profound it is for god to become man and then die for us even for the people that were killing him this is the single most unfathomable act of love in human history how could you not want to worship that god if it were true and the cherry on top was that he rose from the dead to prove that he really was who he claimed to be the son of god no other religion makes a claim even remotely close to the implications of this because no other religion can no other religion believes that the god of the universe became man just so he could end his life in suffering as a sacrificial act of love for us now i don't know about you but i wouldn't want to believe in a religion where god doesn't suffer like us because then he wouldn't truly understand us he would just kind of be like some otherworldly dictator and if jesus if jesus truly raised from the dead as i believe the historical evidence proves this quite literally changes everything the question is what will you do with that information So, uh, Father, forgive us for our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And that is my my spiel on that's that's the final notes on uh, evaluating Christianity. What what's your I have two two questions for you guys? Mm-hmm. After recording these episodes, what are some of the most interesting things that you have learned in the evaluating Christianity series? Off the top of your head, you were asking wrong. All right, uh, you want me to ask David first, or does David have anything, or is David gonna veto it to Michael? Well, my brain hurt. Muhammad's a pedophile. <laughs> you knew that though. Yeah. Yeah, um, I mean, the main thing with the with evaluating Christianity would be like, yeah, there's the big thing of evidence towards like Jesus being a person mm-hmm. already knew. Right. That's one thing I was happy to find out about when I was looking into this several years ago, that Christianity is kind of an evidential based system. That's not really promoted. I think that kind of needs to be a part of the Christianity PR today, but um, it is evidential based. There's a lot of history that supports um, yeah, the I beliefs mean, of Christianity. I remember, like, being a little kid watching History Channel. I was like, "Oh yeah, Here, here's the f- fucking." <clears throat> I forget if it was a paper stone, but written evidence. Like, yeah, man named Jesus from Nazareth. It, it, well, you can't trust History Channel on Christianity. They they like to pull like the one biblical scholar that's like not Christian. Yeah, but at, le- at least at least that one was correct. Aliens. But I was also like. Four. Yeah. I was See. a four-year-old watching the History Channel. Go ahead. I'm not sure if this has any direct relation. Half of the shit we've talked about, but one thing I have learned, and it's more of strengthen my beliefs in, is Christians' biggest problem is Christians. Yep. It's and, unfortunate, but it is. And that's... And sad. I used to be one of those problems, to be fair. 
I used to be like a blind believer, but thankfully I have existential questions and a nagging conscience and, and did my homework. Another thing that just got me stronger in is question absolutely fucking everything. If you believe in a God that gave you sentient thought, question everything. And that's for And even if you don't have if, even if you don't have a question, if you know somebody that does, it would be beneficial for you to do some research so that you can communicate an effective a- answer for them. Yeah, ask yourself that you might have learned something. Ask yourself that question and imagine you have their knowledge. Yeah. Put yourself in their shoes, kinda. Yeah. Uh, good old sociological experiment on yourself. So what is what's your what's your favorite thing you've learned? If you can think of anything is there anything in particular not I know off, there's a lot of things not off the over. top of my head but it's been one of them long days right. if only the people knew what time we were recording <laughs> yeah well it's not the latest we've we've done later yeah yeah but i think i, I think we like <clears throat> this like is, when i've been up the longest because as i said i was up early this morning yeah Stressing over tests and programming assignments. All right, well, I'll go ahead and ask you your last question, and then we can wrap this one up. Hit me with a daddy-o. Yes, we love you, Bailey. Cool. In the episode now. That's, that's what was going to ask. No. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, at the beginning of this series, I asked you, on a scale of 1 to 100, how convinced are you that Christianity is true? And I wanted to ask you the same thing again uh, and see if that has changed at all. How... It's bad that off the top of my head, I can't remember my answer. I think well, you, that will make it even more interesting. You were like a five. Or nope, don't, don't. Shut up, cat. We're trying to talk about Jeebus. Sorry. What? <laughs> I, want... I wouldn't say I'm necessarily moved closer towards any goalpost with religions. Well, you, you ain't been listening. No, I've been listening. <laughs> but okay. it's all personal. Uh-huh. All it's all personal and all beliefs and even more research must be done. Yeah. Got a lot of sources for you to go through. Got a lot of podcasts to get started on. Yeah. But Gotta put a number on it, though. I'd bump it up to about a seven. I think that was what you, you said you were at. I think originally you said spiritually, you know... You made the distinction, one of you made the distinction he, he between made, historical and spiritual. Like cultural and spiritual. No. Oh, oh one, yeah. One side uh, I think I did because, like, the historical aspect. Cat, I will kill you. Go ahead. <laughs> but the historical aspects are there for, like, Jesus being a person, living, dying. Repeat, repeat, repeat. Yeah. So, like, historically. And like I, I'm at the same place because I know like Jesus lived. He he, he wasn't treated very kindly. Well, and sorry, just killing animals. I mean, spraying them with water. Yeah, uh, the, the cat wants attention, so she peeks her head under my door. Yeah, because sorry, she loves sorry, me. That happens every episode, and I just choose to not acknowledge it until it's been an hour and. Still going. Anyway, go ahead. But yeah, so uh, I'm right at the same field because, I mean, I know it's historically so, but spiritually, no go. Gotcha. Because you don't believe in the, the, the God man. 
or ghost the, the j man the the g man the, yeah the g man not the j the j man was a real person yeah and uh i think if i remember correctly you said between 60 and 70 percent on which part of the historical you didn't make a distinction because oh. you went first if i remember correctly people can go back and listen and yeah correct me but i i can't remember where i put myself but i'd say and you said that weighs in more spiritually than historical because he made that distinction and then i asked you yeah if it was more spiritual or historical for your rating and also a mix of cultural in there too which is obvious because where do we live guys in the south of america not, not south america but like in the south in the, of the united states of right america. it's complicated this i don't know why they did so, that yeah how dare you name just name it america and, stuff. and we're north america okay we're not even we're the real america we're not the middle america yeah iowa is okay all right well any other concluding thoughts before we wrap up this lay epic series where I did lots of research and you can check out the sources in the show check notes out them below. sources everybody yeah check out the sources there's um one two three four five whether or not you six, believe you might seven, run across a couple eight, interesting characters nine sources yo the last one had like what like 23 <laughs> it had a lot <laughs> it, 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 as soon like a bibliography. Yeah. Hey, as soon as we were saying it, it's like, okay, well, you brought your You had the there. dude you showed us the video to last time, right? On the train? Yes. Tra uh, one of his videos. The actually, giant edgelord. Yeah, he he's the one I got the... Um, 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 he is an edgelord, boys. Three Quran verses every Christian should know. That's a video by him. And Who Killed Muhammad is a video by him. Fucking nutcase. Oh, he he's... Special. He's a couple screws loose in yeah. the tool shed. A couple. He's also the guy that uh, is responsible for kind of deconverting Nabil Qureshi from Islam to Christianity in that book that I mentioned. Um, Even if you're an atheist, check this nutcase out. Dude, he's very interesting. I mean, I think David can vouch. Yeah, a, he, he's it's... interesting. You don't sit right with me with his aggressiveness, but... Well, he's a psychopath. Yeah. Uh, he, he, look at, his name is Acts 17 Apologetics, aka David Wood. Um, I have yeah, another David. Yeah, he, this one was once an atheist, and he's not anymore. But uh, but he also thought he controlled the world. He was a psychopath. He has an excuse. You don't. I wouldn't count that <laughs> as an excuse. That's called a mental illness. If God is, a it's a psychopathy is a mental illness. Doesn't mean it's an excuse yeah, I mean, to not believe in the eyes of the Father. Well, and it's because a, if he could be saved, I'm just saying at the time he has an excuse to think that ants rule the world because he's a psychopath. He also he tried to murder change. his dad. Yeah, so he, I'm not saying that, you know, that's a valid excuse because he did change. But anyway, long story short, we're getting off topic. Basically, check uh, him out. Check him out. <clears throat> if you go to his, uh, his homepage on YouTube, it's a 40 minute video of his testimony. Um, check it out. It's not in the sources, but some of his other videos are in the sources. So if you want to just check that out and then go to, yeah, we watched it last week yeah, or the week before. And it yeah, was dope. I, I, I felt something. I, I, I caught a feeling and that shit's crazy. Yeah. So, and so I had to say something about it before we finished up. Yeah. All right. Well, 
thanks for listening to this series of episodes on evaluating Christianity. Uh, next time we're doing something different. Oh shit! We're doing. I <coughs> sorry. Uh, I did David a little favor and got some research in on arguments against God's existence, and some of them are more highbrow than others, and some of them are just kind of yeah, layman. Yeah, some of them are kind of just layman objections. I love but, how I don't. I I don't have much of a dog in this fight, <laughs> but um. Some of them are, you know, all of them that we will be discussing, in my opinion, require good answers and not pat answers. And that's why we're going to be going through that uh, to see if they hold up, if there are issues for you guys, um, and obviously how I would respond to them. And Watch me have issues with yeah. every single fucking one of them. Yeah. All right. Well. We'll see that we'll be doing that next time. So thanks for listening. Yeah, David's going to bully me from being an agnostic to a Christian real goddamn quite fast. Follow our social media. I do it every day. Follow our social medias. We need clout. Yeah. No one follows us. Facing Please love the gates. Us. Love Facing us. Facing the gates. Facing the gates. Yeah. And don't put a bot on a... Like, comment, subscribe don't if you're on YouTube. Don't follows. Yeah. Give us a review if you're on Apple Podcasts. All right, we're done. I love you. See you next week.